Hello, everybody, and welcome to The Bit Effect. Today, we are talking about Super Mario Odyssey. Woohoo! this journey across worlds are my good friend Craig. Woohoo! Mike? It's-a me! Okay, and Luke. Woohoo! Alright, uh, Craig, you oh, sounded more like Mickey. It was Mickey Mouse. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> uh, all around a good effort, guys. I appreciate it. So, really quick, because we're all terrible at this, we forgot to decide who gonna do stats and who's gonna do story so live I have stats open on my oh, phone beautiful. well done well done alright so Luke is gonna give us the stats before we crack into this sucker what now no oh. that was a prelude for 20 <laughs> minutes from now <laughs> yeah sure uh, Super Mario Odyssey was developed by Nintendo EPD published by Nintendo obviously it came out on the Switch in October 27th on 2017. Hmm. E wow. Do, does anyone know what EPD stands for? I thought it was EAD. No, it's EPD. Oh. I thought okay. EAD broke up. Like, I didn't think they were a thing uh, anymore. Nintendo Entertaining Planning and Development Division. Uh. Well, there we go. Thank you very much. And it was 20... They um, were actually founded in 2015, so perhaps they've... Uh, sorry, they are a, a combination of Nintendo EAD and Nintendo SPD. Oh, okay. So, the <clears throat> Nintendo Police Division and EAD. Okay. Okay, so all that nonsense aside, um, Mike, hmm. I want you to give us a 13-word summary of the story. Mario loses his hat, gains a new hat, and fights Bowser. That's almost a haiku. Yeah, four more words. Four more words. Come on, four more, man. <laughs> With assistance of animals <laughs> and things. <laughs> and other stuff. Ah, you ruined <laughs> it with the end <laughs> things. Oh. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah. So um, if you remember our Mario Galaxy episode, uh, there isn't a lot to talk about when it comes to story with Mario. What Mike said in his almost haiku is pretty much the story. I mean, it's Mario. Everybody knows it. But uh, instead, we figured it might be kind of fun to discuss where we're all coming from when it comes to Mario, because we didn't do that on the Mario episode, because, again, we're terrible at what we do. So, um, who wants to start? You. You should start. I should start? Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, my journey with the, the little Italian plumber, uh, Mario was the first game that I ever finished. I finished it when I Whoa. was three years old, and <laughs> I've kind of just liked Mario ever since. Um, I've played and finished every game in the Mario, like the mainline Mario series, uh, and even when it comes to things like spinoffs, right? Like Mario Tennis or Mario Baseball. Yeah, I'm totally going to play it because Mario is in it. I can't think of a Mario game right now that I would say ooh, I don't like that, it's not good. For the most part, there's this weird baseline for me of like, oh, it's a Mario game, I will enjoy it. I may not love it, but I'll enjoy it. And so for me, anytime a new Mario game pops up, it's always, well, okay, I'm buying it. Maybe not day one, but it will be in my collection. Um, Craig, you next. Yes. Oh, God. Uh, right, so much later than three years old, I'm sad to say, uh, Super Mario All-Stars was my first kind of foray into playing any Mario uh, cousin had a SNES and blah 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 never ever finished a game so never finished a Mario game until the next time I played a Mario game was Super Mario Sunshine a wow. whole yeah yeah there's a, there's a gigantic gap there so Super Mario Sunshine was 2000 and something early two? Um, let's say two 2002 2002 fair enough and then after that, it was Super Mario Galaxy, and then Super Mario Odyssey. So you still you you still haven't played like you know new Super Mario Brothers or oh 
I haven't played any of them. Sorry, I've forgotten the best one. Yeah. It's even better than Super Mario Odyssey. Super Mario 3D World. I've played that twice. <laughs> it, it is a, a thing. Of, I'm sure we'll discuss it later on, like how uh-huh. it compares. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that's that's me. So the 3D Marios and a wee play about in the 2D ones never having complete, which just as a side note, see any time you go into like a 3D Mario and you've got, like in this, you've got wee 2D platforming sessions. I think they're amazing to play. I don't know why I then don't go and play a 2D <laughs> Mario. Because you know? I'm like, I could really be doing me playing more of this and never ever can I just go and play one. Uh, out of curiosity, have you stumbled into any of the spin-offs like Paper Mario or Mario and Luigi RPG or any of those? Uh, Paper Mario, I've played some of. I never finished it and not Super Mario RPG. Or, or what's the one, the Sleepy Time one? Super Mario, Mario and Luigi's Bedtime? Yes, that's, that's it. That's not a thing, is Mario it? and Luigi's is Dream Team, I'm guessing. Dream Team, that's the one. Yeah, <laughs> so, none of those. So then what is, uh, this is the worst question to ask because I sound like a knob. But, like, what does Mario mean to you then? Like, is uh, this, uh, every time you see a new Mario game, do you stand up and take notice? Or are you just kind of, eh, if I play it, I play it? Well, they come. I really liked Sunshine. So, Galaxy came out, and I really liked Galaxy. But I never touched Galaxy 2. I still haven't played it. Um, and then this came out, and it's like, I'm not, it's not going to be a day one purchase. I wouldn't actually because it, it was 45 50 quid I wouldn't pay that for this see if we weren't playing it for the show and even then I, I borrowed it I didn't buy it I would never I would never have bought it it wouldn't be on my list of things to do despite owning a Switch with only three other games <laughs> that are worth playing on it um, so yeah I, I, it just doesn't really it doesn't do anything for me I don't have any affection for the universe or the characters to any great extent or any anything like that wow that's uh that's, in some places Greg I, I think they'd burn you at the stake I think <laughs> so. well I just grew I grew up apart from my cousin Snez I grew up Sega all the yeah, way through yeah I, uh, I always forget that and I would never have I would never have played Sunshine had crap why did I end up playing Sunshine can't remember how I ended your up playing Sunshine your wife won a GameCube you're right. You're, how the hell did you remember that? <laughs> because I'm a good friend, Craig. Flipping it, yeah. So Laura won a GameCube, and I would never have played that. What I do like, and the thing that I do like out of everything that's been released here, is Luigi's Mansion. I think that is the best of that entire universe worth of stuff to me. I wouldn't go Love that far, that but Luigi's Mansion is way up there. Yeah, it's it's weird because that's exactly what I was gonna say. So just a segue here, um, pretty similar history as Craig in the sense that Sega Kid didn't really grow up with Mario because I didn't own it. I never got to play it at other people's houses or at youth club. Um, first proper exposure to Mario was Mario sixty four, but I also got Ocarina of Time with my N sixty four or when I bought it I I got both games and that was the game I was drawn to so Mario got a little bit of play but I never finished it and that's kind of continued with I, I've owned all of them the 3D ones at least Um, never actually finished one until the 3DS games came out and I, I think I finished whatever the one that was Um, but yeah Luigi's Mansion is the one that really captured me I remember getting that on the GameCube and just playing it over and over and over and over again as, um, as you should. Yeah, I'm. I'm not sure why though. It's it, it's unfair to. I guess a better way of putting it is Super Mario Galaxy was the first 3D one I I finished, and at the end of it, I kind of wondered why I hadn't finished any of the previous ones, and I can't really put my finger on why. It's it always seems to be there's another distraction or something else to do. Um, but yeah, they're great games. Mike. Sure. Sure. Um. So I always credit Street Fighter 2 with the point that I decided to take games seriously as my main number one hobby. Um, prior to that, my first love was probably the Mario games. Um, so, age of six, I get a Game Boy. Very, very spoiled, very, very lucky. I had an operation on my ear and I end up with Super Mario Land. I, I played that, uh, completely loved it. I'd, I'd known about things like Donkey Kong and Mario Bros. before it, but it was when, uh, you know... Super Mario Brothers was about on the NES that uh, a friend at a new school during some sort of family family issues I ended up uh, 
making a deal with him, you know, oh, our family will buy you a Super Nintendo for Christmas, your family will buy ours, I mean, a, a NES for Christmas. <laughs> and it didn't work out, but basically about, about six months later, I did end up with a NES somehow. Um, so I was playing, what, Duck Hunt and Mario on one cartridge? Yeah. Moved on from there, came on to a birthday, Mario 2 came out roughly around the birthday, um, got it from a from the boot of a, a car, weirdly enough, as a birthday present, which was quite amazing. <laughs> Um, moved on to Mario 3, which was absolutely crazy, you know, seeing that that uh, relatively rubbish wizard movie, I think it was, something like that. Yep, Mega yep, hyped you about it. it. Of course, it arrived about two years later for me than it did for you, Dave, so it, it wasn't so fresh by that point. Um, played an imported SNES, and I got my first experience of Super Mario World, which was quite cool. Uh, moving on from there, played... Mario sixty four in Toys R Us on a on a pre launch N sixty four like in the you know in the build up to the the system coming out they had demo booths and stuff it was crazy so I spent every every time I could get over there playing it but I've pretty much done that with all Mario's going all the way through I've got them quite close to launch uh, no exception with, with this one that we're covering for the show and yeah I I prefer Mario to Sonic I I love you Mike Let, let's <laughs> be friends. <laughs> um now now a, a question well i guess this is more for mike because you guys don't have too awful much experience but does it matter to you whether the a new mario coming out is a 2d or a 3d not anymore i think they're both a really good high standard so i'm i'm happy with either when it was when it was the wii u and we got the uh new super mario brothers u i was i was still excited about it even though I'd been sort of spoilt with, you know, a good good number of 3D games by that point. Um, I was going to say Sunshine then, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing wrong with that game. <laughs> um, I, 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 you know, the, playing through this time really made me reconsider how I feel about the lesser titles that I like of Mario. Like, like Mario 64 is... Yes, it was a groundbreaking phenomenon, and it's it's still sort of fun to play. No, it's and, not. And that's a DS version if you want a slight revamp of it, too. Yeah, that, that's the only reason why I'm holding out, right? It's I haven't played the, the revamp of it on the DS yet. Uh, if I was playing it on N64, no, I, I kind of find myself uh, bored. It's very simple anymore. But it's not bad. Like, I can't say, oh, it's bad. Um... Uh, the main one th- that I kept throwing this up against is, like Craig said, it's uh, 3D Worlds. And um, has everybody here played that, by the way? I played it two days ago to refresh. All right. <laughs> and it's still good. It's I, was, still I thought good. you were going to follow that with Instead of Odyssey. <laughs> <laughs> almost, almost. And, and because Luke never got around to buying a Wii U, he is conspicuously quiet. Yeah, I want to... I want to pick up. This is the one that was brought out on the Switch this year, right? Or no, the start no. Of this year? no, no. Those are the Wii you. games and Wii U, um, mm-hmm. like two uh, D platformers. That's Mar- Mario U Deluxe. Oh. I think you're thinking of. Yeah, yeah. I'll, yeah, no, I'll give you my Wii. Then. I'll give you my Wii U to have a shot of it. Um, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> For God's sake, so, it's really uh, flipping good. Like it's so good. <laughs> Now you've got it, a 3DS, it, it you can always try really 3D good. Land, and that was that was also quite groundbreaking, to be honest. I, I finished 3D Land, yeah, that's, that's a good game. Yeah. Oh, okay, oh. all right, so you at least know the style and what it looked like and all that nonsense. All right, so, uh, well, let, let's crack it right into Odyssey, right? Like, um, the first thing that hit me when I went into Odyssey was, um, wow, that's really colorful, and number two... The first thing I did was test the long jump. Mm. Now, is that too um, granular for you guys? I mean, do you guys care what move set Mario has when it comes to a 3D game? Hang on a moment. I'm I'm excited to know what you thought of the long jump. Long jump, but okay, yeah. Apologies. That's fine. I I thought the long jump was really nerfed in this. Like hey. I didn't find it near as useful as I did in like Galaxy. No. By long I, jump, are you referring to the, 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 crouch, the duck and crouch then jump, yeah, yeah. jump while running? Crouch and jump, yeah. I believe he says a wahoo when <laughs> yeah, he does it. I, I, barely, I barely care 
because I barely used it and I didn't really know how to. I think I did it by accident more than actually reading any tooltip that told me how to do it. I'm more interested in what sort of power-ups I'm going to get or what fun things I'm going to be able to control or that side of things, any transformations, anything that's going to let me do something different. I'm really surprised that's the first thing you guys are going for because the first thing I'm thinking about is please do not have motion controls. Please do not have motion controls. Please, 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 please please do not make me point my Switch controller like a remote controller. And thankfully, there was a couple things that were forced to be motion controls, but they were not required to play the game. Uh, Yeah, they're they're, like, okay, uh, I guess we should explain it. So uh, you have your base Mario moveset that you can do with the joystick. Um, There are ways to access the motion controlled moves with the controller, but they are very, very finicky to get right if you're using a controller. Like you can, if you want to flip your hat straight up, you can flip your hat straight up by just you know, tilting your controller up. Mm. I'd say, what, a good six times out of ten it'll work? Um, One time mm. out of a hundred? <laughs> it's not very reliable, and luckily they don't ask you to do that yeah. specifically. Uh, the one that I was a little peeved that is mainly motion controlled is the uh, where you spin and throw your hat and it goes in a wide circle around you. Oh, uh, yeah. Mm. yeah. Uh, you can do that by doing, if if you've played Sunshine... It's it's the um the almost the pirouette jump. It's where you do a three sixty yeah. on the controller and the Mario starts spinning and then you can jump. If you do that move but hit attack instead of jump, you will do that um circle attack. That's that's how I did it. I actually the only motion control that I used kind of a lot was more for the kids for specifically Lottie when playing it because shaking your right hand control controller just generally attacks and auto aims anything that's around about you which is kind of handy at points especially when you've got a lot of wee those wee spiky enemies and stuff like that it's just like all right let's just get this over with shaky 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 and that's about okay it. so um we i guess before we even get into that let's talk about how we played it because what you played with the joy cons craig I did. I played with the Joy Cons, and I played about eighty percent of it in co-op with Lottie. From so, I played the first playthrough by myself, and the second playthrough was with Lottie in co-op. So she was happy. Um, I'm man, boy. Uh, God bless you for using the Joy Cons, man. Because <laughs> I, I didn't want to do it. They weren't. I mean, they weren't too. They weren't too awful bad. I. No, I'd never. I would never click them into that wee, you know, that wee plastic oh, yeah. shitty controller that's the child's toy thing. But I mean, see, for lazing in the sofa, and it's dead easy to give a Joy-Con to the kids or to hand them. You know what I mean? It's just it's a convenience thing. And then for that co-op, it's kind of a necessity. It's, um, it's nice. I'll, I'd like to have you go into a little more detail later on about what the co-op actually entails. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, what did you guys use controller-wise? I was um, 80% undocked with the, the Joy-Cons actually attached to the screen um, and then 20% with the Pro Controller. Uh, I, I preferred using the Pro Controller, to be honest. I, I don't know what it is with the Joy-Cons. It's not the size of them that's They're the problem, garbage. It's, <laughs> it, they it's, are garbage. It's the sticks. There's, like, there's too much dead zone or something and it gets more and more apparent as you, you switch between other console controllers. Like I've recently got an Xbox One and the controller for that is solid. Like I, I really like the feel of that controller. And then you jump back to the to the Switch ones. You're like, oh god, there's just I don't ever feel like I've got proper control of my character. But to be fair, I did unclip the Joy Cons, and I played with the motion controls just to try and get a feel of them. One of my biggest gripes with Super Mario Galaxy was having to use the Wii Remote as like a like a remote and aim for things on the screen. And I think we all said at the end of that episode that, you know, we either had, like, strain or it wasn't an enjoyable way to play. I didn't have any of those problems with this because I could hold my hands where I wanted to rather than having to be forced to point a controller at a screen. And hats off to the the majority of the time, Ah. the controls did work. (laughs) 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 Well, okay, see, like, like, there's my problem with it. Um, Number one... What that sentence you just used right there, it works the majority of the time. If there was a button on your DualShock 4 or your Xbox One controller that worked most of the time, you'd have a fit. Like, like if X worked 80% of the time, 
it would it, you burn it in a fire. That's awful. But <laughs> yeah. we give that pass for oh well motion control. Well, they work most of the time. Like that's why I had like no interest at all for trying this with motion, other than what I could do with the pro controller. Um, and I, I think you're right. Like without having to point at the screen. And uh, were, did you find yourself doing it as much as you did in Galaxy? Because in Galaxy, motion did a lot more stuff. To be honest with you, and I mean, again, another complaint I had from Super Mario Galaxy was that I felt like my hands naturally had to be holding like a controller, but because you've got your hands can be split away from together, you know, there there is no the only thing connecting you is the the wire on the on the Wii. They felt unnatural, but with the Wii Remote, sorry, the Switch uh, Joy-Cons, didn't have that problem as such. And my my hands were down by my side. They weren't, like, in the middle ready to meet. I didn't use that crappy little thing that Craig was on about earlier either. So, no, it, it seemed okay. Okay. Um, Since we're all doing percentages, I played 49.756% of the time with my DualShock 4. <laughs> Because that is the controller handed us by God Himself, and I whoa, love whoa, that whoa, the Pro Controller is just just to get on it right. Quick ratings of the controllers. I think for me, it's Pro Controller Xbox One then PS4. I'm sorry, get off my podcast, <laughs> you heretic. <laughs> uh, no, the, uh, it very much goes. It, it goes DualShock Four, then Xbox One. And then GameCube, and if you can't use GameCube, then yeah, Pro Controller's fine. Um, I I don't like the Pro Controller. It doesn't feel as good, and I like... For most games, I like using a D-pad, because I'm old. But if I'm forced to use analog sticks, I don't like the way theirs feels. Uh, okay, I didn't use the D-pad on the Pro Controller. Well, you can't, you can't in this, but like if I'm playing like the SNES Classic games and things like that... Um, do you guys, I mean, it is, well, you know what? I think it's a good controller for other stuff. Like the rumble is really good in there. Um, Cause I played the other half of the game with the pro controller and like the whole being able to put your Amiibos right on the controller itself. Yeah. That's kind of a cool thing. But other than that, I, yeah, I, I could take it or leave it. It's not really a huge thing. Jeez. I'm like, I'm just DS4 all the way for controllers. I can't really get on many. Well, I, I well, the Joy-Cons come in a close second, but they're, they're really, really limited in what you can actually, you know, imagine playing Super Mario Odyssey with a light gun. That'd be... <laughs> that is a good point. I mean, you cannot <laughs> use a light gun to control Mario Odyssey, and uh, hopefully you they'll can't. patch that in. Because mm-hmm. my Sega Menacer is waiting. It, is, it was one of my biggest gripes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mike, how did you play it controller-wise? <laughs> Yeah, to get it out of the way quickly, uh, before I take gripes with the toy, um, I enjoyed the toy for uh, Xenoblade Chronicles 2, to be honest. I don't have a pro controller. I, I'm more willing to give you <laughs> grief over enjoying Xenoblade Chronicles 2. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but but yeah, I um, first time around I played it like Luke did, just with the, uh, the Joy-Cons side by side pretty much um, seemed okay to me I didn't I didn't have too much of a struggle with it the odd odd bad reading of what was going on um, first thing that really hit me was that I know we're going to talk about this later but if there's anything that's a bit 2D I prefer to move away to the uh, you know the little d-pad and do things and, and not having that option was, was felt a little bit but um, but no coming coming back to it for the second run, I played it purely in handheld mode. So this was, you know, without most of the uh, sort of like motion controls. But yeah. the weird thing is, I did find myself wanting to shake shake the switch itself just to try and climb up things quicker or things like that. Or, you know, like rolling. Like, I don't know if rolling's even that useful, to be honest, but they're sort of... Yeah, from what I bit. watched, I watched a couple speed runs. Uh, not like the whole mm. game, but you know, watch how they played, and it seems like the rolling is a big thing for getting somewhere fast in the speed running community. Yeah, but uh, there's one other cool, really, really cool thing about the controls, which is um, all that HD rumble stuff going on. Did anyone notice all of that? All right, I'm gonna say <laughs> something that puts me right next to the uh, the pyre with Craig. Um, I I don't feel a difference <laughs> at all. No. <laughs> oh. 
<laughs> so when you, when you jump in a little rocket and it zooms off, you don't feel it sort of like building up and the, the, the weird gloopiness and the water and stuff and the rumbles, stuff like that. It may be because I have oh. big, dumb meat hands, but it feels about the mm. same as Star Fox 64. It, it, it's just rumble. Uh, okay, then. Okay. Uh, Mike, no, I, I, I did feel it, yeah. I, I, I'm with you. I, 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 like, I like the idea <laughs> of um, these different things of these different experiences of rumble rather than just a bzzz. to be fair though that mm-hmm. the joy cons do make some very funny noises when they're <laughs> when they're in different modes you're like oh god what have i got in my hands it's what? almost like an extra sound effect sometimes the, yeah. the feeling of it <laughs> it's a bit, bit odd but yeah, yeah all right i i'm i'm getting so close to slapping you both you just said <laughs> different experiences with rumble and it made me want to poke you in the eye um craig Please tell me. Yes. Please tell me you're not a ponce. I, I I didn't care about the rumbling thing. I I'm not. I don't care. I just, I'm okay. with you. Right, I I even I got annoyed by those um, moons that were hidden by. You had to balance the rumble between the two Joy Cons to get the exact point. That done my absolute tits in because <laughs> my hands, my hands. I'm like you. My hands don't feel sensitive enough. To see, okay, my right hand is jiggling slightly stronger than my left hand. I don't oh. know, carpal tunnel or something. Clearly, don't, don't moisturise enough or mask. I know. I haven't figured out which one it is. <laughs> I've got like my hands are completely covered in. I've got oh. like calloused, hard hands. They're not. Yeah. They're not. I work in a factory, man. I don't moisturise. I peel off dead layers of skin. <laughs> <laughs> That's what happens. Yeah. Uh, yeah now, oh, uh, Dave. Dave. Do you know what I got off Amazon that's actually amazing? A callus shaver. Oh, so I have one of those! Yeah, yeah, have you got one? Come on, let's move on. <laughs> that's okay. gross. Mm. Wait, is yours the one that looks kind of like a cheese grater? Yeah, yeah, and it, yeah, you just, yeah. it's so satisfying. It works, it's so it satisfying. works pretty good. Yep, yep, so yep. this has been skincare with a bunch of middle-aged men. <laughs> uh, okay, so back to Mario. All right, so controller talk is out of the way. I do want to talk mechanics here. Because unlike Galaxy and 3D World and even Sunshine, I feel like most of the moves they give Mario aren't ever really required. And I, I kind of split down the middle of whether that's a good idea or not. Because there's half of me. It has to be, though. They have to do that for children. Uh, that's that's what I always thought it was. What do you mean? Well, if... You- I mean, Craig, I imagine if you give Lottie the controller, she's not got the finesse to to traverse the world in the way that you do. And isn't that the whole part of the game is it can be accessible to any age? Uh, to a certain extent, yeah, but like the difference between Lottie and Amelie, Amelie turned into like a platforming superstar to the point where she ha- seems to have <laughs> better depth perception than I do. You know, the traditional 3D platforming problem that most people have. Yeah. And I'm just like watching her and like, and she's throwing Cappy and holding so that Cappy stays floating, then jumping onto Cappy and bouncing off. And I'm like, holy crap, Emily. So I think there's, there's a certain bit there where it has to be easy for someone Charlotte's age, but that is probably where the co-op comes in more. For Emily, she was like, Kid, kids, man, kids are different these days. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, uh, I, I don't necessarily mean. I mean, like um, things like the the backward <clears throat> somersault jump. I found I didn't need to use that ever. I was using it because I'm a stubborn old man, but mm-hmm. I didn't ever need to do that. I didn't ever need to do the spin jump. Like, did anybody do the spin jump? Oh, it does. No, the backward somersault does get you through a few tricky bits where you can't just can't be asked waiting for what's supposed to come down to give you that height advantage. I uh, see. Like I always that. used like uh, just wall jump it, throw Cappy, jump uh, from Cappy back to the wall. So, uh, so like yeah, a three enough, point jump, that. and that's good. Uh, my, well, it's, my... it's always been like that with Mario games because I mean, we're, we're, you know, I've seen other people play Mario, and I'm sort of like, oh, so you're just going to walk to the right and jump, <laughs> and that's it. And then you know, my my way of playing it is just keep that run button held down for the entirety of the game and just be hammering left and right constantly to sort of like you know fake my jumps a bit oh yeah and stuff i'm gonna like hold the run button the whole time man oh, too you don't it walk should be a area. toggle it really yeah, should be so. a toggle <laughs> yeah to, mm. you turn it on at the beginning of the game in the menu and then you just never turn <laughs> <Yep>. it off <laughs> yeah. um i quite like the the butt stomp that if you jump just as you landed it give you a little bit more height and then you could 
you could like start the butt stomp again and then lunge from that. I thought that was quite a, a cool. Honestly, again, I don't know. Like mm. in the speedrunner community, I don't know if it's useful. I, I never found myself using that like uh, on purpose. I should say. I mean, you naturally after you butt stomp, you always hit jump just because. Okay, I'm gonna get out of this really fast. But I never yeah, found yeah, yeah. it useful. And see, so, yeah, like, I, oh, go ahead. No, no, no. I, I, you keep on going. Keep on going. Because. What I'm <laughs> thank you. What, what I'm split about is there's a half of me that says, well, that's what makes Mario fun is you can do a bunch of unnecessary moves because it looks fancy, or you can just have fun with it. Hmm. Uh, but then there's the other half that's like, well, why put the time into it? it you sh- or um, you should have designed levels to take advantage of, say, the roll, where you need to use the roll, or you need to use the butt stop jump, or you know things like that. I found that. So later on in the game, um, like the the past the final Bowser, you can go back and unlock more moons. And one of the moons that you can unlock is like a race against uh, Koopas. And just watching how those other Koopas traverse the world taught me a lot how I should be traversing the world. And they all seem to do different sets of moves, which I thought was quite cool. It's like, I mean, the the lunge forward after the butt stop i didn't find out that you could do that move until the very last world until there's like a there's a signpost that actually tells you how to do it it's pretty cool that they're still adding things to it you know you can you can discover it by accident or you can google it or you can you can watch another character play it it's, yeah it's interesting that makes it quite universal as well because you could you could have come from any other mario where it's got some sort of advanced feature and that's most likely in this and you can continue with that if you want as your preferred route yeah that's good i quite like the the cooper races because the the first time you race you can almost get by with just running but the second race of each cooper is you need there's a trick there's something in the level there's something that you can take over and control to get there or there's some set of moves that you need to do to beat those Koopas and on it sometimes it's like race after race after race and the Koopa's like a fraction of a second ahead and then all of a sudden you realise I need to take over that wee flying dude and just flip and fly right the way over on the Cap King the first race the Cap Kingdom one yeah. it took me forever until I realised I could just flip and fly and I'm like oh why didn't I think of that oh could yeah. you <laughs> I just run it. when you jump off the first bridge you get to is a wee flying guy and you can just take off you run past him the thing is I kept on running past him I'm like why didn't I? and I bet Emily was sitting there going why aren't you just taking over that guy why aren't you just controlling him and flying to the end uh, <laughs> see now I, I did the whole where you triple you do the triple jump then you throw out Cappy then you dive onto Cappy jump off that's how I got that mm-hmm. one you know, you just keep moving and then when you land yeah. you have so much momentum you, you can just see, go right I, into it I feel like I'm more traditional here than Dave on your sliding scale of, you know, Mario to Mirror's Edge. I'm on the Mario <laughs> side of things. I'll just like run up and then just wait for a platform and then jump onto it or walk onto it. it, it this or- this is the game that broke me of that. Because I wasn't like that in Mario 64 and I wasn't like that in Sunshine. I was very much the, okay, let's stand here, use the jet nozzle, and then we move. Not, you know, triple jump into the jet nozzle and shoot high. Nah, I never did any of that until this one. And I think it's mainly because of how open these levels are. I'm sorry that we're really scattershot in talking about this game, but there's a lot to talk about mechanics-wise. Um, let's talk about the big one, guys. The big one. The one that they decided to steal from Space Station Silicon Valley and make it so much better. And by steal, nah, I don't think they actually stole it. I think it's just, you know, happened to be a coincidence. Um... How do you guys feel about Cappy? Uh, Cappy's great. He's ace. Really? Yeah. yeah. Do you not like no, him? No, no, no. Like, 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 I like I like the idea. The idea is cool. I don't think uh-huh. they did enough with it. I I thought that the, my first playthrough, I blitzed it, minimum moons, and all that kind of stuff to get through. The second time I played it through there... The more you go moon hunting, the more you realise that you have, and the more hidden things you find. Like the first time I played through the game, I think I only came in across the dinosaur once, and I was like, they should have used the dinosaur more, or done something different. Second playthrough, it's like, it, it's all over the place. It's in like nearly every single kingdom, there's a moon with a dinosaur <laughs> attached to it. And I think. I think it's got the perfect balance of enemies and characters that you can take over and control. As opposed to putting too much in there, each one has a unique. Like you go into dinosaur and you just crush everything, or you can go into wee flying coupon and fly about the place. There's 
Like, what else would you want? Well, what what I was hoping for, and it, it's the first, like the feeling remained even after my first, because yeah, I did the same thing. I think I got a hundred and eighty moons my first shot. Like it was mm-hmm. bare minimum because I wanted to open up the end game. And um, this time, um, well, everybody, what, what was your moon total? Mine was four hundred and thirty. Amateur, I get seven hundred and twenty-seven. No lifer. No, no, no. How many did Amelie get? <laughs> uh, Amelie got a fair few, and I, I said in a chat, I think I said to look, you know, you can sh- each kingdom has a shopping at moon, so the twenty seven moons are extra ones I bought. So I wanted to right. make sure I got to seven hundred genuine moons before I counted the, the bought ones. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Can you actually? You can skip moons, can't you, by buying them? Technically, no. I don't uh, think no, you, you buy can't. them. You just buy. You buy extra oh, ones. Are you sure? In the, I was worried about that. Those eight hundred and sixty unique moons, and then the, the cap is nine hundred ninety nine. Now the cap is nine hundred ninety nine mm-hmm. moons, so you can buy the extra one hundred forty. Now, oh, I'm at I'm at two hundred and seventy, I think. Um, hmm. But. I like to just play for like 10, 15 minutes, pick up a couple of moons and then shut it off. I haven't been... And that's maybe just because I'm playing it mostly in handheld. It's a great game to just relax to before bed or something. Or hmm. I, I I rounded it out with, uh, from one of my playthroughs, 555 moons. Ah! Oh, I like uh, that number. That's I'm good. only going to mention one of my playthroughs on this. Um. Okay, so that's how many moons we got. Now... My problem with Cappy, right, is this. Like, when I first saw the trailer, I only watched one trailer for Odyssey, and then went, yeah, okay, I'm, I'm going to buy it, duh. And then I didn't watch anything else. And what I don't like about almost everything you can take over is, and we'll get I'm sure we'll get to this in part two, but it dries up really fast for unique enemies. Like, those first couple of worlds are really stacked full of, oh, look, there's a Goomba. Oh, look, there's a Potobo. Oh, look, there's a Thwomp. Yeah, there's so many things you can take over. And that really dries up after, like, the first three worlds. But my problem was I wanted to be able to, like, say you wanted to take over a Goomba. Okay, I'm going to try to complete this level as a Goomba. I'm going to try to do this boss fight as a Koopa brother. Uh, you know, I'm going to just more freedom, I guess, because you take over the dinosaur and it's, well, this is the dinosaur section. It has a very strict time limit on it and you can't do anything but what you're supposed to do with it. Like, it would have been cool to try to, I don't know, finish the the first world as a chain chomp. That might be kind of fun. But it's not. It's very, you're taking it, it most of the, um, I, I call them possessions in the notes, but it's it. Most of the possessions... That's, that's- that's a bit supernaturally spooky sounding world. Well, I mean, let's be fair. You saw what he did to that poor frog in in the tutorial. Like that frog That's went true. through some shit That's true. when Mario yeah. took him over. Um, most of the possessions are really nothing more than a switch that you flip. Some of them uh, you can have a lot of fun with, like the little gliding lizard guy. You know, they're, mm-hmm. they're very free with what they let you do with him. But most of them are, okay, take over this guy, flip this switch to remove this gate, and there you go, you're back to Mario. And that was kind of my problem with Cappy. I I cannot, I viewed it more like that mechanic wasn't a core gameplay mechanic. I viewed it like the possessions, then we'll just call it that from now on, was more just a puzzle mechanic. It was a piece of a puzzle to do something. So I viewed it as the very specific thing and no more. I never ever wanted anything more from it. Okay, so you viewed the tools, uh, the enemies more as tools than you yeah, did. Yeah, exactly. Okay, all right. I'm only going to possess a guy if it's going to make sure I get that moon or get somewhere that I need to be, or if it's like a mandatory part of the level. Okay, because uh, some of the most fun I had was like um, the boss fights where you had to play as an enemy. It's like, oh, this is really cool. You know, it's something you couldn't do at like when you're in the giant pot with the bird. It's like something you could oh, yeah, do yeah. as Mario. So, oh, that's cool. Dave, I have, I have a feeling you'd have more fun with, like, Guardian Heroes than Mario Odyssey at this moment. Because then you can unlock... Wow, <laughs> that's a pull. Then you can lock all the enemies and, and play through the game well, as, th- as them or, or fight in the arcade mode or things. But but no, for me, it's, you know, I, I was happy to spend a bit of time with new things. And I thought they kind of, you know, they used them to the... I mean, like a frog. Frog just jumps, doesn't it? Yeah. 
But then it, when it gets thrown into different environments, it becomes kind of unique there too. I mean, not to throw spoilers into what, what worlds we'll discuss later and stuff, but... Well, you know, those those bits, I'd, I'd, I wouldn't have wanted to play the entire game as a frog. No, 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 but I think <laughs> I think going into it, I was thinking, uh, if you've played Mario 3, I was thinking as the more of like the suits of like, no, you don't want to try to defeat Bowser in mm. a frog suit, but it's fun if you can. This, this is maybe a bit of a curveball, and I think... I keep on switching between loving this game and then feeling a bit, I don't know, apathetic towards it almost. The, the, um, in Super Mario Galaxy, right, and I can respect what they've done here, but in Super Mario Galaxy, you select a star, you load up a level, and it'll be maybe the same zone, but they've maybe altered bits of it. Yeah, they're like but tailored in this game, it. Yeah, in this game, you are, all the moons are pretty much there from the get-go, and then more will appear later on after a key event in the game. But I kind of miss that from Super Mario Galaxy because you'd arrive on a new planet and you're like, right, now I need to suss out what's changed or where this star is. But in this one, it, it feels like everything's kind of all over the place and it's, I don't know if I like that freedom. And I'm just thinking of Super Mario Galaxy where you'd like different levels, you'd arrive and it'd be like, right, there's a bee costume here. So the bee's obviously going to be what the, the, this... Um, this star is going to relate to you and that's how i'm going to get to it is that what's possibly causing no dislike of it no um you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna break it down for dave i'm gonna tell him exactly what his problem is oh, oh let's do this reached, <laughs> dave reached bowser's kingdom dave possessed one pokio and dave decided Let's just make an entire game about playing as the Pokio. <laughs> because that's what I thought. When I played that thing, sticking my beak into walls and pinging myself around and all sorts and, and just like lancing people in the face while running about. That's probably the most immersive bit of this is possessing something else that I that I played and I absolutely loved it. And I I would, you know, just like Captain Toads, I'd I'd buy a game based just around that. Super I Pokio oh, adventure. Captain Toad is so good. <laughs> definitely. I that definitely. Okay, okay. Now, first of all, you're what? both wrong. About Captain Toad? Uh, because the magical... Get out of my podcast. No, 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 no. I meant uh, oh, right, Luke okay, and Mike. Sorry. <laughs> hey, remember, we're on the same yeah, pyre together, Craig. We gotta <laughs> stick together. Um, I don't... I like the idea of moons being everywhere. It fits with... And this is really dumb to say with Mario, but it fits with the story. I like that. That's good. Moons are just fuel. So they should be everywhere. That's great. Uh, the magical moment for me was not the Pokio mic. It was I finally got to be a Hammer Brother. And that, mm. other than like Mario 3's Hammer Suit, man, that was that was a dream come true. It was like, I, beautiful. Uh, no, I, no, I, I, I thought the Hammer Brother was like the worst. Because it's, you know that way where you get jump in lava and you run about a wee bit? Jumping uncontrolled. I hated yeah. jumping Ooh. and bouncing. I felt like I had lost control as they were bouncing about the place. Did it? Did it give you Vietnam-esque Absol- flashbacks to absolutely. Spring Mario? No, Spring Mario was okay. Spring Mario, like no, I'm only kidding. Spring Mario <laughs> no, needs to die. Spring Mario does need to die. Um, no, the Hammer Brothers, I, d- I didn't quite like. So, was that your favorite possession? It wasn't my favorite, but that was like, oh, okay, this is okay. this is good. This is this is. I'm, you know, because you know. I, Hammer Brothers have clonked me upside the head in Mario Brothers since I was a little kid. Mm-hmm. It was nice to be able to run around genociding Goombas as a Hammer Brother. Are these? Te- are we spoiling that? Is this a spoiler? No. I, look, if a Goomba and a Hammer Brother being in Mario is a spoiler, then okay, this is probably your first Mario game, so yeah. you don't know what they are anyway. Okay, so we can um, mention that the princess has been kidnapped. Because, like... Oh, dude... Now we've got to edit that out. Um, no, no, no. I, I mean, it's interesting that you guys didn't find that same disappointment in it. And you all have good points about it. It's just, I, I guess I, ex- I expected something a little more meaty than just the enemies are tools. I, I, that's me. I, just to weigh in on the other conversation, sorry, because I never, I never said anything. I'm on the, I love having all the moons there accessible. It's like a wide open space to go and try and figure out how to get that one and how to get that one. And I think the Mushroom Kingdom has 104 moons, so that would be a lot of loading times and reconfiguring of the Mushroom Kingdom. Yeah, that's the thing. It's it's the loading and coming into the world that 
is probably the most frustrating thing in Super Mario Galaxy, but at the same time, a lot of the moons just feel like low-hanging fruit, and it's just like, oh, okay, right, I'll go run around once and I'll pick up the first lot. It doesn't feel like the challenge kicks in until you've spent a good amount of time in the world, where Super Mario Galaxy, it was like, here we go, right, I'm now on moon or star six, and I know this one's going to be a bit tougher, and how do I... I like the way they innovated each world and made, like you know they they changed everything I, slightly. I, I side part way with Luke, like like ha- like I really enjoy having everything there at once. But I I also side with Luke on the fact that hey yeah um I this thing was just floating there so I grabbed it, uh, hooray! Yeah. I <laughs> it, it was it's maybe worsened as well because some of the stars after you've collected them the the footprint or whatever gives away that they're still there is still there and it's not until you actually go pick it up again you're like oh crap i already got this one and when you've got a thousand moons to pick up that <laughs> can get a bit annoying oh the amount of times i had to tell the kids that one's see-through go for the ones that are gold <laughs> um, <laughs> i might be wrong in this and I, I, if i'm wrong then i will just cut it out <laughs> luigi's mansion the first luigi's mansion was a lot more open and then dark moon or whatever the hell it was that was when they did that thing where when you got one it then reloaded back to the thing and you shot the ghost into the machine yeah okay. and i thought yeah you're totally that right. was a step right. backwards for me can, i pre- can i push oh, my yeah, glasses totally up agree. and go well yeah. actually for a second yeah Luigi's mansion is yes. incredibly linear it's not open don't yeah. ever say it's open or i'll have to burn you oh no no it's not open sorry but the first one you could just keep going, whereas the oh, second oh, one see. gave it. Well, you still had to go back and and like turn in your portraits, but you could do like three or four at a time. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Whereas I st- I hit Dark Moon and I was a bit like, oh my god, this is actually I got it because the mansion reconfigured or another bit opened or y- you were in a different section. I kind of got it, but I didn't like it as much. And it feels like this is the opposite from way- Galaxy was Dark Moon and. Odyssey. Yeah, it's, um, yeah. Okay, so uh, you enjoyed a bleh, an open world as opposed to a mission structure. Exactly. Yeah. Gotcha. To, to be fair, though, Galaxy switched things around. While Luigi's Mansion Two, it was like, okay, right now it's the same world and it's barely any difference. I've just got to like, I can now pass another puzzle. And like seeing Super Mario Galaxy and like, oh cool, look what they've done with this little bit of world. Like that that unknown difference was kind of the the bit that drew me in. Silence. I'm thinking, I'm thinking. <laughs> yeah, like like um I, I can I can totally like um that one beach galaxy where the first one you're you're swimming underneath water and you get the star and then you come back and you're, you know, surfing on a manta ray. But it's the same world. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I can completely understand that. Um, but one thing I do want to talk about, because, wow, we're running long already. Um, how do you guys feel about two things uh, that made a... Not one didn't make a big impact, but the other one did. Uh, the first one is no lives. Your coins are now your lives, which I think is a brilliant move. And number two, the difficulty. Uh, well, the first one, excellent. Like no, no questions asked. Just a brilliant, brilliant way to do it. The second one, difficulty. Man, oh man, it is much more difficult playing in co-op with a child who just wants <laughs> to fly about the place. <laughs> um, was that Amelie's thoughts as well? Or? Oh, I'm, I, I mean, Amelie ended up playing it by herself for the most part. Lottie, Lottie loved being cappy, but by the end, she was fed up just being cappy. The only thing that I found that is at odds with the coins, right, being your lives, is it's weird that they still have one-hit kills. I don't mind them, Yeah, th- but it's weirder. That was my biggest gripe, is the poison in this game seems a bit like, frustratingly... Poisonous? Frustrating? I don't... Yeah, it's just like the... It's cool when you hit lava, because you're like, okay, I'm going to jump up, and I'm going to lose a heart, and but the the poison was just too much sometimes i i i agree it, it seems like it's weird that they seem to rely more on that poison goo than they did the lava which was weird hmm. did nobody else play on assist, assisted mode then 
Oh no, I didn't even try it. I meant to, but I completely forgot about it. I, what does that, it do? That's the method. I, I that's that's how I did it this this time around because I thought, you know what, no one's ever going to use this. I may as well give it a try. And basically, if you get in a you're dead situation, you go into a bubble and return back to where you just fell from. Near enough. And you get oh, wow. little, little oh, arrows good. on the floor pointing you towards your next objective pretty much constantly. It's quite a... And if you stand still, crap. if you stand still, your life regenerates. <laughs> oh, oh, does it? Oh, really? I didn't, I didn't try yeah. it. Although you can get... Wow! You can beef up to like nine nine health bars, nine I hearts. think. Something like yep. that. Yeah. Now, now there, that, that rises a question. It rises a question. Sorry, does it? It rise, raises, rises... It rises, son of Rome, a question. <laughs> and that question is, if that mode is in the game, why is the main game so toothless? Mm. Uh, I mean, because to put it in perspective, I do think, like, I know we were talking about Mario Land and Mario 3D Land, Mario 3D World, um, you know, even New Super Mario Brothers U, that I thought all of those games were quite easy with the exception of a post-game rock-hard level. Uh, yeah, like the Star Road in 3D Worlds. Yeah, yeah, and you know, where you're sort of beating your head against the wall, dying about 50 times in a row, and then finally nailing that bit through through sort of you know practice over time. Now, see, I, maybe maybe this gives away a little bit of, of my skill, but I was like, uh, New Super Mario Brothers Wii and Wii U and... Um, even even the 3D ones like Sunshine, there was always, it was like smooth sailing, and then there would be like this weird spike of like uh, do you remember the ones in Super Mario Brothers Wii where you were in the clouds mm. and there was no ground at all and you had to like wall jump well, across the whole level? Yeah, I mean if you're sticking to trying to do a hundred percent completion and collect you know all the hidden stars in worlds and stuff like that, you probably would sort of bump into some problems. But even like Luigi U, it wasn't that that tough uh, it was made out to be quite a rough game and it you know for for parts early on it was but then you just sail through the rest of it so it like set a standard and then stuck with it for the rest of the game i think problem is it just set the bar too low or low here and kept at that bar well that's what i was going to ask so so i mean like I, i'm willing to admit there there are some few stages in in super mario world where it's like oh you guys are bastards that every once in a while you're running into that section and, but this for you, the bar. What, do you think it was set lower than other Mario's, or do you think mm. it's about even? Well, for for this, it's hard for me to say because I've not reached the, the 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 full star count. But from listening to other people that have, there is a massive difficulty spike. Definitely getting some of those last ones. Oh. I just haven't experienced it personally. I think that's it. The difficulty feels like it's not only in the the post game stuff that I cut out earlier that I now need to cut out. Fuck. The, <laughs> the, the difficulty feels like it's if you want to get more of the moons, there, be, the, there becomes a platforming challenge and a puzzle challenge element to it to get all of the moons. That's where the challenge is. The base, the core game feels like it's aimed at Amelie and maybe Lottie in assist mode. It feels like that's where it is. The bar is so low, mm. but they're not going to care about getting all the moons. But people like us maybe are. I, I don't know, man. What what Asking really would have helped? Collect... Oh, sorry, sorry. What really would have helped with this game is that in I think it's Mario Galaxy Two, you basically get sprinkles of like advanced levels throughout it, which are kind of optional. And if you oh yeah, take... the stuff you can ignore if you want. Yeah, yeah, and 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 I think just adding that. Maybe like you know, just maybe a character at the start who says, "Do you want a different set of challenges on this this land or something like that?" Just a limited set of more advanced ones that that could have been quite cool because there is a really long period of quite easy gameplay, really. Yeah, yeah, that, that's that's kind of my problem, and I mean, um, asking somebody to collect nine hundred moons or <laughs> what is it, seven hundred? Yeah, I, I think it's. Don't quote me. I think it's eight hundred and sixty. Asking somebody to to get eight hundred and sixty moons for here, here's your challenge. That's that's a little ridiculous. Like I I don't think I'm ever gonna play this again after getting you know what did I say four hundred and something. Hmm. I I'm I'm never gonna 
go that far again. And if I boot it up again, I'm going to want to do it to experience, you know, the actual single player experience as opposed to let me run around to get this moon. Let me run around and get this moon. That is not fun for me. And just just for the record, I think I have about, about 40 Korok seeds on Breath of the Wild. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think I have like eight. <laughs> um, so just just for the record as well, there are 880 unique moons. Uh, you need to buy another 119 to take you up to the 999 cap. And there are outfits for both of those. If you get the 880, there's an outfit. And if you get the 999, there's another outfit for you. And a speedrunner got 880 of them in eight hours, 16 minutes Ooh. and 17 seconds. That, that is ridiculous. The, I, the little flash screen where it shows a star takes long enough. How, how could he have done it in eight hours? <laughs> I don't, yeah. <laughs> That's like, uh, you're you're, you're <laughs> not actually not wrong there. about is the 80 other times he had false runs that didn't work out. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. um, so another mechanic I want to talk about that I think kind of falls flat halfway through is the unique coins. Like, okay, oh, yeah. so let, let, let's uh, so put this in perspective. You have regular coins, which are your Mario coins, which you can use to purchase, say, a health up if you want, or you can purchase a star in each world until you can, you know, just repeatedly purchase them. Or you can buy outfits. And some of these outfits are the best outfits I've ever seen in a Mario game because they're just, mwah, they're great. Um, but you also have what they, let's call them premium coins. They're purple coins, and there's sometimes 50, there's sometimes 80, there's sometimes 100 of them. And these buy world-specific outfits. Like, you know, when you're in the desert, you'll get a sombrero and a, uh, not a sriracha. What's the word that's, for that blanket thing? Sauce. Yeah. Um, a poncho. It's not, it's a, a serapa is what they are. Okay. A what? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it, it's that Spanish thing. I'm pretty sure it's called a serapa. Uh, a poncho is what you wear in the rain. Yeah. But it, anyway, uh, all that nonsense game aside, changing here. So, so there are, or you can buy stickers to slap on your spaceship, or you can buy little trinkets to keep inside your spaceship. Hmm. So everything that's world specific is on these premium coins. Now, the problem being is if you spend any amount of time just getting the coins that are on your way to your objective, you will have enough to buy what is in that world. Then there's nothing to do with the coins other than act for a giant life reserve until you get to the end of the game. And I almost think it was a mistake that they even had the premium coins because why not have everything bought by just coins? That way you're having to judge by the, ooh, do I want to use this to buy it? But now I only have 10 coins left. And if I die, that could be trouble. Or... Do I just buy everything and hope for the best? That would have been a more interesting idea than, oh, I got to go find 80 of these stupid things because I want a cowboy hat. Crap. Hang on. I I think I've missed something here. So so it gives you a buffer to your health by keeping hold of these things. No, 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 no. Uh, Regular coins, when you die, you lose, I think it's 13 of them or 12 of them. Yeah. 10? So maybe. Is it ten? I didn't think it was. I didn't think it was ten. But okay. oh, maybe, maybe not. Yeah, let's just say it's ten. I am willing to bet that if you've got less coins, you lose less of them when you oh, get you, hurt. You don't. Oh, so you think it's like a diminishing scale? I think maybe I've. I, I could completely be making that up, but I've just got an inkling that if you've got thirty coins, you're not going to lose thirteen of them. Because every... most of the game, I was carrying around fifteen hundred coins, and oh, yeah. I Easy. <laughs> I bought everything. And then they're useless. You no longer want to pick them up until it's a surprise end of the game. You need these to buy moons. Mm. And I think that was a bit of a a wonky decision. I think they really should have left out those premium coins. It feels like, of everything, it feels like the thing that could have just been bolted onto. Oh, there's not enough in these levels. What can we... Okay, right, we'll put some of the outfits into a separate thing with a separate currency and sprinkle them randomly they're not even challenging to, they are just lying about they're in caves yeah. underwater it's not it's, i don't i i didn't engage with it like honestly at all i would pick them up as long as i didn't maybe if i was running in a straight line if i had to go more than about 15 degrees off course i wouldn't bother with them all right i oh. i was the opposite i just collected everything um 
and the thing is I haven't actually gone around all the shops and bought everything even though I, I probably could and that includes the premium coins as well I'm I'm at the point where I'm going back and revisiting worlds um, and it's not just a case of working through one world and completely finishing it and then moving to the next I'm just kind of jumping around depending on how I'm liking the world or the soundtrack or like oh I really want to go listen to New Donk City again so I'll, I'll jump back there but it's kind of interesting going back and going right I've got all these coins what can I buy now and like it's it's adding more content like it, it feels like a new experience to it it's, it's adding more to the game it's end game if you want to call it hmm. that okay that's fair uh, Mike do you have an opinion one way or the other um, I'm, well, thinking into it, the, you know, the first time around that I played this, I was very explorative. I was pretty much spending every second I could finding stuff. And I spent ages in each each of these worlds. And, and I thought there was plenty to do. I mean, there's, there's probably worth giving a small small shout out to the uh, New Donk City crazy leaderboard stuff, which, which you can pick up because that's a... Which I'm in the lead on. Just, just want to <laughs> st- state that, guys. Now, how did you get 166 jumps on the skip rope um, without with a um, patched version? Because I, I've heard originally you could actually drag a box in, sit on the box, and it would count skips oh, up to. Oh, I never would have thought of that. That is brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I did it very carefully, and only because I had to beat Grimm's score of 163. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, um. Okay. We are running long on this one, so we're going to cut this off here and pick up the conversation next time where we will have spoilers towards the end. I'll I'll make sure I put in a secondary, okay, you know, spoilers start here once we get there. But um, to end this episode, guys, uh, what was your default costumes? Pants. <laughs> Just the pants. pants. Yeah, the pants? boxels. Sorry, Dave. Just the boxels. Okay, the thank spotty you. boxels. <laughs> oh man i uh i find that if you put mario's red hat on with the like the desert explorer like indiana jones costumes bottom half you kind of look like a red beret <laughs> so i was running the red like it was like a commando or something it yeah. was pretty cool <laughs> i quite liked a uh, little little samurai mario it was pretty pretty cool made me think All of, right. out of the yeah. out of the three of you guys mike has the most taste um he did forget Ooh. to say that he was Cowboy Mario for 90% of the game. <laughs> and then he got enough experience points and he leveled yeah. up to be the Samurai class. Just on... Can I add something slightly related just before you sure. end? Because it was one of the things that I thought was quite nice was the kind of like cross, cross-pollination cross between kingdoms. So there was like... You got the paintings and if you went into a painting you would be transported to a kingdom that you might not have visited already on a floating platform that you could just like when you got got on went through a painting in the early in the game and you ended up in the metro city floating platform you could look over this real life thing and you're like this is in my future it was quite cool and the other thing that was oh sorry on you go did you try to jump oh a hundred oh a lot okay good man good man (laughs) absolutely um but the the outfit thing each kingdom has one star that you can only get through a door if you're wearing the full outfit that you can't get in that kingdom. So yeah, it's a, it's this really cool idea. It is. Yeah. I really really like that, and it's for as simple as it is the wee person at the door saying, "Oh, you don't look cheerful enough to get through this door," and I'm like, "I need to find a cheerful outfit," and you're way off trying to find stuff. I thought that was really neat. Uh, my favorite of those two were the um, where you t- uh, joined the mariachi band, and uh, oh yeah, 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 the samurai ones on that those uh, those wall scrolls. Very hmm. cool. I, I really like that. All right. So uh, join us in part two when we finish talking about how we feel about the mechanics and stuff. And then we'll finally crack into the different worlds and what we may have liked and disliked about each one. Uh, if you'd like to get a hold of us, you can get a hold of us on Twitter, PSN, if you happen to know any of us, or Xbox. Um, <laughs> you could get a hold of us on, say, MySpace. Uh, we have an Angel Fire site at thebiteffect.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, lots of tiled wallpaper there with a really crappy MIDI oh, yeah. going on. Uh, it's it's a social stuff. Look, listen to the last episode. You know what it is. It's fine. Um, other than that, just let you know our next big game is going to be Judgment because we like to play one Yakuza game a year. And boy, howdy, it's about time for a Yakuza game. So for December... Judgment with one E. With, Jug- with Jugment. One, <laughs> judgment. 
Uh, this year's Yakuza game is going to be Judgment, and that will be coming in December. So if you happen to have any experience with Judgment or just any of your thoughts, you can hit us up on the website and all that nonsense. So thank you very much for listening, and gentlemen, say something Mario-related. No, 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 no. I want you all to say goodbye as Peach. Oh, fucking hell. <laughs> <laughs> Go on, Craig. Nah. No, Dave, no, I'm not. I'm oh, not playing on. your game. I'm not playing your game. <laughs> but, all right, well, we only have one cool person on this podcast, evidently. Who? I don't know. Somebody said bye. Oh, that was me. I said bye. <laughs> oh, okay, all right. Well, Craig, you're the. Luke, Mike, are you going to let Craig beat you on this peach impression? <clears throat> I want to hear yours first. I don't have one. I'm the host. You go to hell and you die. <laughs> have you listened to The Simpsons Road Rage? Because Dave has an awesome Marge impression. Like, awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> I haven't, no. Alright, uh, well, uh, join us next time when maybe, though, we'll have the cojones to do a Peach impersonation. Until then, say goodnight, gentlemen. Goodnight. Goodnight, gentlemen. <laughs> goodnight, gentlemen. Y'all suck. Goodnight.